Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast at UT Belfast. We hope you enjoy as you join with us on Sunday mornings and listen in as we seek to inspire our church and the people of our city to encounter Jesus and just love it with the biggest heart of compassion possible. If we, if we haven't met, um, my name's Spud, um, and it's an honor to be here today um, for this Remembrance Sunday, and perhaps we could just take a moment to pray. I am a big believer that prayer works. Yeah? You're, it's okay. You can, it's all good. I know... All I can really see is your eyeballs and your forehead. Um, there's a few larger foreheads in the room than what, you know, other people have, but it's good to be here. I know I'm looking right at one of us in a mirror, but yeah. And if you're watching online, we, join, we ask you to join with us as we, as we just take a few moments to pray. We want to invite the Holy Spirit. He's already here, but we want him to draw closer. We want to give him permission as Mitch said in, in, in the video that we've done, this, um, just a shout out to Tim here behind the camera. He's done that video for us. It's being shown in over 50 or more churches around the world um, who are using it for the Remembrance Day. We just wanted to give something away to the church to use to bring the center, Jesus, the center of the gospel, into remembrance again. And we just want to take a moment to thank those in the room who have paid a sacrifice through family, through loved ones who go out on the front line for what we have today in our world. And do you know what? I'm actually going to include an extra group of people in this because um, technically I'm the first guest speaker that we've had since lockdown. And what we have seen from our our, our church pastors, our leadership, our, our, our leaders of teams, I'm not going to point a few people out, but Kathy and Dave Robb and guys like that, Eddie, who have given up so much, our welcome team, our worship team. I, I don't want to go back to watching it on a TV screen again. And a lot of people have given up so much so that we can still be here today and still doing this. In England, they're not doing it because of what's going on. But we want to take a moment to celebrate the people who put everything on the front line for what they do. And we want to invite Jesus to come close. So Father, thank you that we get to call you Father first and foremost. Thank you that we get to address you as Father. We welcome you as Father. We can talk to you as children to a a Father who is always listening, who is always there, who will never leave us, who will never forsake us, who will never abandon us. So Father, we come to you in the precious name that is above every name, that name of Jesus, your son, who paid the ultimate sacrifice once and for all, for all of mankind. And we ask through your son that you would send your Holy Spirit into our very midst to come to meet and and, and act with each and every one of us, to touch our lives. Where there is fear, may faith rise. Where there is darkness, may light shine like never before where there is no hope, may hope spring eternal. Like never before we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, you may take your seats. Um, Over these last number of weeks, if you're new, uh, we have been journeying through um, the book of Ephesians. 
and we have been um, exploring this uh, subject of a fresh humanity. And we have been looking at what it is in our fresh humanity through Jesus Christ that we can live in this in our everyday lives. Now, what we have um, experienced through Ephesians is we're at the kind of, we're at the halfway point. We've covered the first three chapters, and we have um, finished last week with Pastor Anne, who finished it so well. And now we are at the beginning of the second half. Now, Paul does this quite a lot. If you've ever read any of his writings, he's the author of most of the books in the, in the New Testament. He's the guy who was the terrorist of the church who miraculously got saved through an encounter with Jesus as he went on the road to Damascus and then became the figurehead for the church as he spoke into, speaks into the church. And he still, God uses his voice today through the Holy Spirit and through his word that he's given us. And he's done this a lot where he breaks his letters up in half and if you would read Romans 8, uh, Romans, the first eight chapters, you have the doctrine and the theology of the old covenant. And then we go into the new covenant in the second half of Romans. And he does it again here in Ephesians. And we have w- looked at what it is that our fresh humanity offers us in Jesus. And in this second half, and I'm going to give you just one verse this morning because we're not going to be long. It's this in Ephesians 4 verse 1. It says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. I, Paul, this former terrorist against the church, killing Christians, who's now been completely transformed through the gospel of Jesus Christ, he is a prisoner. I, therefore, a prisoner. He's a prisoner for the Lord. He's in chains. He urges us. This is one of the key moments in Paul's writings. He urges or beseeches. It's pay attention, wake up, Now's the time to really take action. Here's what I've said before. Here's what it is now. I urge you, I beseech you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Now, can we believe that this, can we agree together that the songs that we've sung, what we've heard about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is paid on the cross once and for all, for all of mankind, that we're being called into something, isn't it? And it's, you can come back to me, come on, that's good, it's good. We've been called into something, and it's something that's amazing, okay? We haven't been saved just to get a ticket to somewhere at the end of life. That's part of it, that's amazing. It's more than that. We haven't just been saved by Jesus Christ, that we can belong to a church, and maybe if you're good enough, and if you, if you, you know, look the part and come in the part, maybe one day someone might tap you on the shoulder and say, will you serve communion? That's not the end, that's not the be all and end all. Sure it's not. Or to serve in a team. That should come natural. We should all want to be part of it and put our backs to the wall to make the church work and be action in the body. Isn't that right? It's more than that. There's a calling. There's something that's been we've been brought into through the sacrifice of Jesus. Now, in the second half of Ephesians, there's one key word that comes up. And we've already read it. It's this word walk. And you can split the last three chapters of Ephesians into, into four walks. This first one, which we're just going to briefly look at for a few minutes this morning, is the walk of worthiness. Okay? The walk worthy of the calling that's been put inside of us. And as you go on to the next few verses in the first 
16 verses of chapter four, it's, working, it's walking in worthiness and also together as a body, okay, in unity. Then we have walking in purity, then we have walking in harmony, key one, that one. And at the end, in chapter six, we walk in victory. I like to win. I don't know about you. I have, I'm married to a wife who was involved in a women's only table quiz on Zoom the other night, and she likes to win. Like, you do not want to get between my wife and a quiz or something competitive like that. It just doesn't end well. She likes to win, I like to win. And we have a victory coming our way. And it might seem like everything's going a bit more crazy outside these walls, but there's a victory. There's a victory to be had. Faith overcomes fear every day of the week, not because of, our, of, of us, but because of Jesus. He still sits on the throne, regardless of what's going on in the news cycles, regardless of elections or pandemics or lockdowns or whatever's going on, he sits on his throne and he reigns and nothing is new or catches him out or will knock him off that at all. He reigns, okay? So there's a victory. Three people, maybe at most, are happy about a victory, but that's cool. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Now, these are perfectly paralleled with the first three chapters of our fresh humanity. So we're walk. We're going to be walking in our fresh humanity, and we first of all want to walk in a manner that is worthy. And like every journey, you have to make sure that we have the appropriate footwear. Isn't that right? Before we walk, you want to make sure. Now, I learned the hard way. Well, actually, yeah, I learned the hard way, but dad feel coming up right here, right now. I took Zach, our nine-year-old, up the sleeve down the first time during lockdown. He was asking me, could he do it? And I was like, yep, sure, we'll give it a go one day. And we picked a day, it was quite, got away with the weather. I forgot that his boots that he had were about two sizes too small from about two years ago. And, bad dad, yep. And we got to the top of Sleeve Donard, and everything was fine. And when it came to turning around and coming back down again, it got to about the saddle, and then he was just dotting my feet. <laughs> and I incorrectly should have made sure that his feet were, were appropriate. And Paul goes on later in the Ephesians, and he makes sure, makes sure that we're aware that we have to have our feet equipped for this journey, for this walk. And it's Ephesians 6.15. For shoes, put on the peace. This is about our armor, the full armor of God, which we'll have to stand firm in. Not stand weakened, but stand firm in. Regardless of what goes on, we stand firm. And it says for the shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. What is the good news? It's Jesus. If I ever ask you a question, like my kids, it's always like, okay, dad, the answer's Jesus, okay? So what is the good news? Jesus. Right? Our, our news cycles are full of bad news. So what is the good news? Right, we can, you're, you're almost there, you're almost there, but we're going to keep going. The good news is Jesus. Okay, now think about this. We have a pandemic at the moment that's going on in our world that whenever you go or I go into Tesco's and you make eye contact with someone, there's this fear in some people's eyes that there's something in you that could affect them that makes them ill or worse. Isn't that right? That you're carrying something that could infect them. This is what the enemy wants you to think. But the thing is, as followers of Jesus who are walking in a manner that's worthy 
of the calling that's been put inside of us, we do carry something that's inside of us. And it's so much more than bad news. It is the best news that we want to bring this, what's in us, and take it out to the world around us and say, Jesus loves you. Jesus saves. He wants to welcome you into an adopted family that is the best adventure any of us can have. He wants to take your nothing and turn it into something. He wants to bring you from darkness into light. He wants to make your life count and make it worthwhile because that's the way we only find out our true identity is through walking with Jesus. So we have to walk this journey. The um, guy who we've done the video about, Edmund the Wind, in army speak, you would say that he died with his boots on. By going out into no, no man's land and falling the way he did after previously going out two times attacking the enemy single-handedly, he died with his boots on. That's a phrase that comes from 19th, 18th century in the Wild West where cowboys were. And in fact, till today, you can go to some of the Midwestern states in the United States and you will find quite a lot of cemeteries that are actually called Boot Hill Cemetery. And it comes from the fact that if you were to die in the Old West, whenever you'd been sick in your bed, you, it would have been said they died with their boots off. If you died in action, in, in warfare, or in a fight, you died with your boots on. So that's why they have these cemeteries called Boot Hill Cemeteries. These are people who die with their boots on. And we have been called in this journey, in this walk, the walk that is worthy, but the walk in a manner that we want to get to the end of life's adventure and die with our boots on. That we don't give up on our faith, that we cling to Jesus, that we take the message of Jesus that's within each and every one of us, and we go after the lost and the broken, and we show them the love of Jesus like never before, and we die with our boots on. You've maybe heard me say this before, but I love it, and I have to say it again. Burr Grill says that whenever he wants to get to the end of life's journey and arrive at the final destination, not in a perfectly preserved, nice, clean body, but the skid in sideways, body bruised, cut, fairly used up, and to cry out, Yahoo, what a ride. That is dying with our boots on. That is not letting whatever's going on outside these walls dictate how our journey goes with Jesus or how our faith goes with Jesus. It's clinging on to the word of God. It's clinging on the fellowship of, of the believers. And that might be in person, that might be on Zoom. And for the sake of it for now, we keep on and we keep on regardless of what's happening. And we grow in our faith, we encourage each other, we inspire each other because this gospel is worth it. This is worth it dying with our boots on. John 15, 13, we, you heard it in the video, greater love is no one than this than to lay down one light, one's life for one's friends. That's half of the gospel. Because the full gospel, to add on to that, we have to bring in Romans 5, verse 8. What, because God demonstrated his love towards us, towards me, towards you, towards humanity, that while we were still sinners, while we were still guilty, while we, while we had still turned our back on him, while they had still crucified him for, as an innocent man, walking through the streets of Jerusalem, half beaten to death, carrying his cross, to take him to a hill called Golgotha to kill him, 
while they were still sinners, Christ died for us. Every single one of us in this room and outside in this world that we live in. And our calling today is to walk in a manner that's worthy of that. Do not give up. To clothe our feet with the peace of the gospel that is a secure foundation and to take that message to the hurting and the dying world around us. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you that Jesus, while we were still far from him, while we were still caught up in our mess, in our mishaps, in our struggles, in our sin, he died for us. And this is a message that is for every one of us, Lord. For people who are maybe watching online or watching here in, or being part of it here in person. That if someone is here, Lord, or watching and they don't yet know you, Lord, may they come to that conclusion. May they come to their senses like the prodigal son where they came to themselves and realized, I am better at home with my father than where I am now. And they give their everything to Jesus at this moment. And you can do that right now where you're watching from. Just ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to bring you into the true faith that is the faith in Jesus and he will go to his father and he, that is how we gain access to the father through the son. Lord, for all of us who follow you, Lord, may our faith be spurred up this morning. May you stir us up, Lord, not to give up, not to give in, but to stand firm in this moment, in this season to walk in a manner that is, that is worthy of the calling that you've put in each and every one of us and to die with our boots on regardless of what happens around us in this world. To keep on going to the end, to fight the good fight and to finish this race that is laid out before us. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hi everyone, thanks for listening in on our Sunday podcasts. Check us out on our Facebook, Instagram at UT Belfast.